Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning, Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. And with me, as pessimistic as ever, what did you say? Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Your Chuck Thompson thing gets me every time, because it's like you're out of breath. It's at the end of your breath, and you can't get it. Chuck Thompson, like you, you're just pushing the last just, bit out. Um, I don't know why I say. I just say Chuck. <sighs> it is with a somber attitude that we talk about this first story because okay. it is very sad. Are you sad? Um, we're just diving right in, huh? Let's dive right in. Yeah. How was your day, Charlie? Nope. I want to go. No, I want to talk about your day. No, I. This is a. This is somber, and this is a uh, big news out there. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this first thing after we tell you to go to joingmail.com so you can hang out with all the fine people in our group. A lot of fine people out there. This is unprecedented. <laughs> Completely what we're unprecedented. about to talk yeah. about. Joseph R. Biden, he's the president right now. There, uh, listen, they found more documents. I'm just, we're breaking it to you mm. at 3 p.m. Central Time a day after the news of the second batch of documents comes out in another location in another location happens to be in a storage closet in his garage. Mm. Pretty normal place for classified documents. Yeah. This is getting very complicated for people on the left. They are dodging so many minefields right now. It is ridiculous Mm. because I remember a time not so long ago when this was the worst thing that could ever happen. Unprecedented. And immediate. We need a espionage act. Prison. These are nuclear secrets. We They're need, selling this information to the highest bidder. We need it hanging in the streets. Mm-hmm. Oh, all of that. We needed to throw rocks. All of that stuff. But now. Stone. Let's see. Uh, Peter Ducey was talking to Joseph R. Biden. Pretty funny way to start it. We'll just see if you hear the first thing. It's, it is hilarious, but he's going to explain a little bit of, uh, of what exactly is happening. And it's exactly the way that he's describing, I'm sure. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, People and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. That's awesome. Garage is locked. This is so good. We couldn't have asked for just a, a better start to 2023. So but anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. 
As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. <laughs> the Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, notified, <laughs> and uh, the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. Like he's so reading it for the first we're gonna time. See, we're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Thank you very much. Let's be clear. This poor guy. <laughs> oh, that's a great that is a great spot to pause on right there. Great screenshot. Where am I? To be fair, he's got no clue what's going on. Uh-oh. At all. No. Um, he, do doesn't, you... he doesn't even know what documents he's holding in his hand. <laughs> it's... This is so good. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's run through a little bit of this first story from Axios. I do have a joke right here, soon to be from the Atlantic, which is let's declare classified documents amnesty. I'm sure we'll be coming out pretty soon. Mm, let's just forget about it. This is not a real article. This is just something I made on my phone. It turns out every single pres- president had classified documents. <laughs> he wasn't the president before this. That's oh, okay. pre- that's part of an issue. And I like how they're, they're like, well, we reviewed <clears throat> everywhere that we think more documents might be. And, you know, they're looking around and just happened to be going through uh, the storage closet in my garage. And uh, oh, it turns out there's more classified documents in yeah. there. Not that they told him, oh, hey, there's some documents yeah. in that garage. There's an email server there, too, but we, we don't <laughs> want to talk about that. It's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. From Axios. The White House said Thursday that a second set of classified documents from when President Biden was vice president had been discovered at his Wilmington, Wilmington, Delaware home. The big picture, the announcement comes days after the White House confirmed that a batch of classified documents from his time as VP has been discovered in a private office space. After the initial discovery of the government documents, the president's lawyers conducted a search at Biden's homes in Wilmington and Rehoboth. Rehoboth? Sure. Beach, Delaware, White House lawyer Richard Sauber said. During the review, the lawyers discovered among personal and political papers a small number of additional Obama-Biden administration. What is small? I don't know. Of Obama-Biden administration records with classified markings. All but one of these documents were found in storage space in the president's Wilmington residence garage. He said one... Uh, he said that one page document was discovered among stored materials in an adjacent room. That room was probably locked. Just it was, so you know. It was very important at the time mm. the Trump stuff came out that this was these were not secured properly. Who knows what kind of staff were walking private around. Private residents. Yeah. Can't have these documents there at all. Sure, they said they were in a locked closet, but Anyone could have gained access to that area. This is mm. this is a breach of national security. This guy has to go to prison. Those people are fairly quiet right now about how Trump's going to go to prison for all these documents. Yeah. You you look at uh, oh, what's that dude from Young Turks? Chink. Yeah, he's been real, real busy talking about how Trump's going to go to prison 
these documents. Not so much right now, I notice. Mm. I'll have to look and make sure. I'll have to confirm that it hasn't been popping up quite as much. Um, there's another, there's, there is a little bit more information here, Charlie. Go ahead, because I'll be doing that, uh, the FDA articles. So. All right. From CNN, of all places here, uh, U.S. intelligence materials related to Ukraine, Iran, and U.K. found in Biden's private office. This is a source telling CNN this. Among the items from Biden's time as vice president discovered in a private office last fall, was that locked private office? At times, I'm sure. Okay. You think the cleaning lady comes in and unlocks the door? They have a key, maybe? She has clearance. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ten classified documents, including U.S. intelligence memos and briefing materials that covered topics including Ukraine, Iran, and the U.K. Attorney General Merrick Garland has received a preliminary report on the document's inquiry. Now, didn't Merrick Garland work with Biden in the previous administration? Previous administration? Um, and no. now Biden appointed him as attorney general? I don't think that that is accurate. Uh, we will see. Is that the case? Did, yeah, because they nominated him for Supreme Court. Obama did, but he was also working as... I don't know what he did. In another If position. he worked in the administration. I couldn't tell you that. Maybe he was on a federal court. I don't I know. know. I know he's the one going after Trump right now also. Mm. He seems to be trying to be fair, I guess. He did appoint a Trump-appointed lawyer to investigate this in Chicago. So Merrick Garland now faces the critical decision on how to proceed, including whether to open a full-blown criminal investigation. The classified documents were dated between 2013 and 2016, according to the source familiar. They were found in three or four boxes, also containing unclassified papers that fall under the Presidential Records Act. The vast majority of the items in the office contained personal Biden family documents, including materials about Bo Biden's funeral arrangements and condolence letters. The source told CNN, it is not clear if the boxes with classified documents contained personal materials. How about this? It's, it's shocking. (laughs) It is very shocking. You know why it's so shocking is because he takes this all very seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned how shocking this is. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that I mean names of people who helped, etc., And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. And you don't know what was in those documents? I have not asked for the specifics of those documents because I don't want to get myself in the middle of whether or not the Justice Department should move or not move on certain actions they can take. I've agreed I would not tell them what to do and not, in fact, engage in telling them how to prosecute. (sighs) That's awkward. I tell you what. This didn't age well. (laughs) Kind of like Biden hasn't aged well. So we got the special counsel. All right. Uh, This is from New York Times. They're just posting these live updates, and they say the most important new detail provided by Garland, the Biden team did not report finding the second batch of classified documents in Delaware on December 20th, uh, six weeks after they found the initial cache in Washington. 
and after the 2022 midterm elections. So they're saying that they found them a bit ago. And I guess they thought that was going to remain secret. You know? Yeah, it seems like it was leaked. So this seems now leaked. Why hmm. would this potentially be leaked? I have no I have no clue. Do you have any theories, Charlie? Hmm. No, not at the time because I, you know, Biden takes this stuff seriously and th- you know, there has to be a logical explanation. It's not that he was irresponsible. No. We know that because the he condemns the irresponsibility and he doesn't know how something like this could happen. So there has to be some type of logical explanation where it's all going to make sense someday. So you're just saying everything is just as it's been reported. He had no idea the documents were there. He was surprised that they were found. I read that as I'm surprised they found them. <laughs> you know, I think he's surprised that he's alive. That's true. Honestly, up every day surprised just, that he's the president. Yeah. Isn't so, that crazy? So everything that happens throughout the day is probably surprising to him. And previously, he was the happiest person in the world every day, uh, but now it's not him. It's uh, it's it's Kamala Harris. That's that's who the <laughs> happiest person is. Um, let's okay. I did put a picture of her, all happy. She's clapping. Look at that. Now, what's going on? We're gonna have a Hunter Biden laptop investigation. We know mm. that that's gonna happen. I jokingly said a couple days ago that there could be that they just planted all this stuff, put it out there. Poor Biden, he's got no clue what's going on. Can't do anything about it. They're setting them up mm. and he's going to go down, you know, um, that probably isn't the case, although it could easily be because we're saying like, oh, no, the intelligence community would never do that. Right. No. <laughs> There's no way. CIA would no never way the government do something like do that. Yeah. It's not possible. Of course they could. But what's the most likely scenario? Well, some of these documents like CNN said have to do with Ukraine, mm. something and Iran. And uh, the UK, I don't know what all is going to be in there. We got this Hunter Biden thing coming out. I think there's going to be bad stuff that they could end up finding if they do an investigation. They will be doing an investigation into that. Are they taking him down so he's not trying to run for re-election? Is that what's happening right now? And then if they do, they could also take Trump down at the same time and get rid of two, yeah. two old men that nobody wants to be president. Uh, Bailey brought up a good point said, are there any other major bills in the works? This feels like a distraction. We need to pay attention. Could the House impeach Biden? I think the House could impeach Biden. Obviously wouldn't be convicted. Wouldn't that, Yeah, wouldn't actually go through the Senate. We talked about that earlier. I wasn't sure if it was a uh, uh, two-thirds or if it was a simple. It's a, if it was a simple, I think they would do it. And uh, here's my other, here's my other, uh, my other theory. This is just a Biden witch hunt to take all the heat off of Trump and they're going to be able to get left-leaning supporters all worked up in the way that people on the right have been worked up about a Trump witch hunt. And so the the House Republicans are about to spend all this time on Hunter Biden and the classified documents. Hypocritically, they weren't worried about Trump's classified documents and here they are. Continuing on the same classified documents, same thing since Hillary Clinton <clears throat> and all that. And it's going to be this, this witch hunt, this, uh, to, to have more insurrections and take down the government and the stability of democracy. And they've orchestrated this whole thing. I think that's a pretty good plan also, mm-hmm. but more than likely 
if there is a plan, I think it's for him to have a reason to step down because of what else is going to come out with yep. the Hunter Biden stuff. We'll see. But here's the thing, folks. There's nothing to fear because we have a good system. <laughs> We've got the system. We've got a good system in place. Lots of fine people that are, are reviewing all kinds of things that would never do anything nefarious. They're just, it's a good system. Did you say to start with the Tyson video? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure everybody knows the, about the system. Somebody, uh, Neil, deGrasse Tos, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think, is going to tell us a little bit more about this system. Oh, your own body, your own body. Sorry. If you want to get an abortion, get an abortion. If I want to get the vaccine, I get to choose. So you can't force, if, if I can't force you to get an abortion, you shouldn't be able to force because me to get Because it's the, not about you. It's about people you interact with. And that's the social contract of public but we health. Don't, we don't even know if the vaccine worked or not at the time. Yes, that's what the trials are, dude. That's why these trials, what, you, are you missing data out but, there? But let me ask you a question. Are we saying only one type of scientists are right? No, we're saying that the system in place. The 16,000 that signed that. No, no, no. The, the system in place to test vaccines. Yeah. Th th there's an entire system that's in place. That, that with review boards and all of it, yeah, that's in place. Now you can say, you can ch what you can say is, I, I have a better idea than all these review boards and all these agencies and the CDC. I have a better idea, here's what you should do, and that would have made everything better. Okay, you can put forth that idea. But what I'm saying um, is, Twitter. <laughs> in a case where you can contaminate someone else, it's not about you. It's about the collective you're assuming health you're assuming you're assuming because somebody can take the vaccine uh won't get covid which by the way i don't need to play the clips for you to see it where everybody said hey if you get it you're not going to get if you take the vaccine you're not going to get a rachel maddow joe biden i can give you fauci i can give you fit and you've seen these clips before it's not like you've never seen it before yeah, yeah. what happened they was, were wrong hold on so so um the strain evolved the science changed. Yeah. That's what happened. Evolution. If everybody would have gotten the vaccine when they should have gotten it, we would have eradicated COVID. It would not have. Yeah. Except mm. for that just wouldn't have been the case because it didn't stop people from getting it or spreading it. So that's an issue. In fact, it might have helped. Could have created. <laughs> it evolved. Hey, we're, we're not uploading to YouTube this week, so yeah. we can say whatever we want. Mm. It's totally yeah. fine. There's a few things he said in there very, we'll just say, crazy. It's not about you. It's about the other people around you. It's a social construct. Con <laughs> social contract. That's what public health is, mm -hmm. folks. Uh, there's such a contradiction in saying that it's not about you. It's about everyone else. Well, how can it be about them if none of them have any rights either? That is so weird to me because it's not about that person. It's about all these others. But look at that guy. It's not about him. It's about all these others. But it, what do you mean that person? I just said it's not about that person. So it's actually not about any of them. Then you start crisscrossing. They're all. Yeah. It's not about any of them anymore. I, you know, I don't also don't understand why we didn't hire full-time hand-washing folks to wa like watch people and make sure they wash their hands. I, I know. In public restrooms. If you actually cared about people, you would. Yeah. We should have had public restroom Hand washing attendance. We could have made it illegal. Yeah. To not to, wash your hands. To use the bathroom and not wash your hands. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't want to wash your hands, you couldn't go to the bathroom. Yeah, that could have worked. Yeah. <laughs> so the the important part about what he said, 
Here's why when we talk well, about because we had forced vaccinations and forced masks. And I don't remember if you, I don't know if you remember that video about science. Mm. But those three things, vaccination, hand washing, and masks, the only thing we weren't forcing people to do is wash their hands, which I think is a travesty. You're talking about the hand sanitization. We had that all over the place, though. Is anybody forcing you to do it? Mm. Okay. Because you did have police officers forcing people to wear masks. That happened downtown Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. So that was happening. Vaccination was forced, pretty much, till it went away. And then, but nobody was forcing the hand washing, which I think might have been the most important thing we could have done. <laughs> well, let's talk about the system that, that's in place. Because as you question, if you're going to question the vaccine, what about the vaccines? And they're like, well, what do you mean? That we have a system that's in place. You have to trust this system. There's review boards, there's all kinds of committees. You got the FDA, the CDC. You have to trust the system that's in place. Mm -hmm. And so you can't question any of the science. That is why we have all of this set up. And, and if you have, if you did have a better idea, there is no way for you to get it out there because YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, everybody would have blocked you at that time. Because that system was blocking all the people that could throw out other ideas. Although he's saying, well, if you have a better idea, just put it out there. No, the people who were doing all of that conspired with the people who allow people to speak to others and we're shutting down everyone's alternate mm -hmm. opinions. Shutting down other doctors. So no. How about from the Washington Post <clears throat> editorial board I started with, and then I had to look into it a little bit more. They had a better article from a couple weeks ago, how the FDA got too cozy with an Alzheimer's drug maker. Though so I hadn't heard of this story and I took it, I didn't take it quite the way I ended up with this massive theory about the FDA and this drug maker, but I didn't realize how bad this was. The House actually investigated this. They uh, they wrote up a whole report on the thing. They investigated, talking about all the wrongdoings that happened between Biogen and the Food and Drug Administration. Mm. The so system? The, the system that we have that's in place between a company that was making a drug and the system that we have in place to tell people whether or not they should take that drug with review boards and everything. They got review boards and all that. Right. You got to trust. If you got a better idea, Charlie, throw it out. All right. We have this system. It, if you got to record the video and put it on YouTube, Charlie, right. Oh, wait, we're suspended on YouTube for talking about COVID-19. That's right. Okay. All right. It's, it's weird how that works, right? Yeah. The House investigation. Let's hear about this system, Nate. House investigation faults the FDA and Biogen for Alzheimer's drug, Alzheimer's drug approval. Now, this was actually posted on December 29th when a lot of people spend most of their time reading in-depth news stories. That's right. <laughs> the biotech company Biogen and its regulator, the FDA, worked in concert, ignoring internal concerns from the company and skirting the agency's agency's own written guidance to allow the Alzheimer's treatment at a helm. That's how I'm going to say it. Yeah. To receive accelerated approval and hit the market at a cost to patients of $56,000 per year, according to a scathing report released Thursday by two house committees. The unusual collaboration, which resurrected at a helm three months after Biogen had canceled clinical trials 
unfolded through at least 115 meetings, calls, and email exchanges between the company and the FDA in a year, said those House Oversight Committees. That joint effort climaxed with a staff from the agency helping Biogen draft a document used to brief the FDA Advisory Committee before it met to discuss Adahelm on November 6, 2020. Although the FDA often follows an advisory committee's recommendation, it did not this time. After no member of the advisory committee recommended Adahelm, the FDA changed course, allowing Biogen to move its drug to an accelerated approval process. Read that again. After no member of the advisory committee review board recommended Adahelm, the FDA changed course, allowing Biogen to move its drug to an accelerated approval process. Zero. They got zero votes. At the FDA's they suggestion. They said, hey, do you recommend this? All in favor say aye. Silent. All opposed, nay. And there were a bunch of nays. Mm-hmm. And they were like, ah, screw your opinion. Yeah. We're still going to go ahead with it. You we guys don't the, know anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we even send this to you anyway? You guys have no clue how much money they paid us. Obviously, (laughs) Trump's review board. At At the FDA's suggestion, the drug was labeled for use by the nation's more than 6 million Alzheimer's patients, even though it had been tested only on people with early Alzheimer's and mild symptoms, the report said. That's awesome. We're going to get a little bit more in depth in here. What is also cool, now this is what happens with these government agencies. They... You, they catch their wrongdoings, okay? It's not as if they're just going to let things slide, all right? That's that's not going to happen. Yeah, there's no way they would do but something like that. The agency had previously conducted an internal investigation of its handling of Adahelm, concluding more than a year ago that although the collaboration exceeded the norm in some respects, there was no evidence that dealings between the company and the regulator were anything but appropriate. There we go. The FDA investigated the FDA, and they found that the FDA did nothing wrong. That's all you need to know. Trust the system. Mm -hmm. The report lays out recommendations that the FDA should follow to help restore American people's trust, as well as measures that Biogen and other drug companies should take to fulfill their responsibility to patients and families. Since the recommendations leave it to the FDA and the company to change their policies, it's unclear whether they will actually prevent future episodes like this from occurring. That means they won't. Now, let's get a little bit deeper into what happened. In September of 2015, Biogen began enrolling patients in two phase three clinical trials, which test the safety and effectiveness of a drug and compare it with the standard treatment. Three and a half years later, in March 2019, the company announced it was ending both of the trials after receiving an independent report concluding that the treatment was not likely to slow the memory loss confusion, and other symptoms of brain impairment caused by Alzheimer's. But the drug's death was short-lived. The report shows that two months after the trial ceased, representatives from Biogen and the FDA met at a neurology conference in Philadelphia and discussed the findings from the studies. The FDA suggested that the agency and the company schedule a special meeting to discuss the data from the trials. Let's talk about this data. In other words, how can we, how can we uh, cherry pick the mm. data? For example, and I wonder, I wonder if Biogen has anyone on their board or anybody that works for them that was previously at the FDA or 
you know, anything like that. I wonder if anybody in the FDA was invested in Biogen or anything. I, I don't no. know. No, no, no. I'm speculating no. here. No, that's not it. Uh, the report shows, we talked about that, the, uh, <laughs> the collaboration would lead to the FDA and Biogen moving forward on the drug, even though staff at both the agency and the company expressed reservations about some of the decisions that were made. For example, the FDA issued accelerated approval for Adahelm, despite failing to gain the support of a single member of its own advisory committee, <clears throat> and without putting the idea up for discussion by any internal or external body. In addition, the FDA's approval ran counter to its own guidelines on early Alzheimer's disease treatments, which said that there is no sufficiently reliable evidence that a drug's effect on amyloid beta, which is what this drug was, uh, was counteracting or changing or affecting by itself, would be enough to benefit patients. Five months, I'll put this up on that, five months after the drug, everyone go through this process with me. Five months after the drug entered the market. Which means it was cleared by the FDA. Cleared. And it was put out there for a price tag at about $56,000 a year for the people who wanted to take it. It's expensive. It's uh, very expensive for a drug that they had no proof actually worked on anyone at all. Still pretty expensive. Turns out, by the way, the drug was a massive flop. I saw that they did $3 million in total sales for the drug since they released it. But five months after the drug entered the market, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services announced that the monthly premium for Medicare Part B would rise by 14.5% in 2022, half of that in anticipation of higher costs due to the new Alzheimer's treatment. Mm. Just to get this straight for everyone, they raised the monthly premium for Medicare Part B by 14.5%, and they said that half of that was in anticipation for everyone that was going out there buying this new Alzheimer's treatment. Which is what the patient pays, by the way. Which is, yeah, which is both the what the company and the FDA knew that the drug didn't work in the first place, and they set an insanely high price on that ended up Hardly anyone ever ended up purchasing. But they still raised the prices by Medicare Part B on Medicare Part B by 14.5%, which was the, uh, they said, reportedly the largest dollar increase in the program's history for a drug that didn't work and no one is taking because it doesn't work. Do you think they decreased the prices afterwards? Trust the system. Yeah. That's all I, that's all I keep thinking. The system works. We have a system, Charlie. It works for those that are well-connected. How could you question <laughs> the science? Here you are questioning science right oh, now. Oh, God. Now, let me line out. I've been liking conspiracy theories a lot here. Let me lay out this conspiracy theory. Whack job theory. Okay? Let's see. Hey, come on. Come on now. Hey. Hey. Oh, crap. There it is. Biogen creates this drug. All right. Independent analysis says that it doesn't work. But Biogen, they cancel the trials. And then, here's where the theory gets crazy. FDA and Biogen, they find a new way to present the data. And I didn't mention as I was reading through, the FDA helped Biogen create their presentation to the FDA's advisory committee. Mm. 
No one on the committee. Even with that help. Yes. Even with that, no one on the committee votes in favor. The FDA grants accelerated approval. Anyway. Biogen sets a crazy high price that Medicare would never cover. Medicare raises the Part B prices to cover the high cost of this miracle medication that tons of people need. The medication doesn't work because it never worked. And Medicare Part B has a massively expanded budget now for all of the other medications. Hey, a win's a win, a win. I said that was a conspiracy theory, but actually I just bullet pointed exactly what happened yeah. for everyone. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is what happened. Literally what happened. Mm. Oh, man, that's great. So anyway, Neil deGrasse Tyson, just stick to space, man. <laughs> All right? You're not a stick, biologist. Stick to that kind of science. <laughs> Speaking of trusting more systems, mm-hmm. you know, it's, a, it's always in an effort to protect you, folks. That's what it is. And we mentioned this yesterday, but now there's some new information here. Well, the new, so here's what's happening. If you've seen online, by the way, the gas stove thing, someday we're going to be looking back. We're going to be talking to our kids and kids going to be like, daddy, how'd the revolution start? And like, <laughs> well, son, they tried to ban mother trucking gas stoves. See that gas stove right there? Yeah. I've had it since you were two. <laughs> it was for this. <laughs> Right there. That's how it started. That's where I said, it all I ain't began. giving up my gas stove. <laughs> but what's happening now is this GOP culture war, according to people on the left. And <laughs> just, just to clarify, I guess I'll make the joke now. We're literally being gaslit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so ironic I, I don't even know how to put it in the words, but we're just being gaslit now mm. because now it's the people, it's conservatives and people on the right who are crazy for freaking out like this. Mm-hmm. Could never imagine. Yeah. How about that? Did you want to read some of those headlines? Oh yeah. We got um, how the gas stove became the newest player in the Republican culture war. This is a culture war. It you is. see when the government brings up that they might ban something that 40 million people in the country are using. Is that what it was? Something like that? When people are upset about that, that is a culture war. It's just like going after uh, drag shows. It's the same, basically the same thing. Same thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Washington Post, I can tell from their font, GOP thrusts gas stoves Biden's green agenda into the culture wars. And another one right there. Republicans turn up the heat on a new culture war target. Gas stoves. And then from Axios, the right's new fight. Gas stoves. Despite official uh, insistence that fears of a ban are unfounded, conservatives were suddenly championing gas stoves in a new culture war you know that that's it's a well i know bobby uses propane but it's a form of gas Mm -hmm. like it's superior yeah according to bobby you guys watch that show on fox i don't know what show you're talking about at all what's the is it uh king i was like a cooking show no 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 no. it's a cartoon oh yeah it's the King of the Hill. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. I got gotcha. you. His name's Bobby, right? I guess that's, that's the son's name. I mean, that's what I use too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Propane. Yeah. 
The is that bad for you? Bobby. Can I bring my grill inside and cook with that? And I'll go to my wife and say, now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't sound safe. All right. Uh, mounting scientific evidence points to a link between a higher risk of respiratory problems and gas stoves, the prevalent means of cooking in roughly 47 million American households. 47. That's households. That's men, that, that means, means a lot of more people. than 47 million people. Wow. Okay. State and local governments have battled over proposals to ban gas appliances and new construction because of their health and climate impacts. Some cities like New York have already enacted such bans, but federal officials haven't weighed in until this week. So, the, by the way, we're all we're crazy for freaking out about the idea that they could possibly do this. First off, you're just you're even crazy for feeling any type of emotion mm -hmm. about this at all, Charlie. Yeah. Because clearly even though they said that they could do this, they also said two days later that they're not going to. And so you can't feel any emotions when it comes to this. I don't and even then know. in some cities they already have. Even though some cities and states are already doing this. It's and it's all, so it's already happening around the country. But they're not coming for your stoves. No. All right. The Consumer Product Safety Commission, which regulates a range... <laughs> <laughs> Of consumer products for safety and health risks. I don't know if they caught it. Even. On Wednesday, forcefully denied that it was considering a ban on gas stoves. After the backlash. Yeah. The backlash was sparked by an interview Richard Trumka Jr., one of the agency's four commissioners, gave to Bloomberg this week, suggesting one was on the table. Now, they didn't even give the full quote there, which is why part of this is so dumb, because he said... Everything's on the table, uh, to paraphrase, uh, products that can't be made safe can be banned. In, in talking about gas stoves. That mm. sounds like a threat. Yeah. Which they've denied that they were ever considering it. No, yeah. not going to. That didn't stop congressional Republicans from turning up the heat. <laughs> Senator Ted Cruz tweeted from Mexico, maybe. Monday that the Biden administration is once again going to extreme lengths to appease Green New Deal fanatics. They're considering a national ban on gas stoves. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Gary Palmer, and Byron Donalds, among others, joined the backlash. And Representative Jeff Duncan called it a power grab. Senator Joe Manchin... Democrat from West Virginia made the backlash bipartisan saying a ban would be a recipe for disaster. There's so many good puns. Like I love a good pun. The more it's like the longer life goes on, the more I'm like, this isn't even real. Like the matrix is real. This is all a game. Mm -hmm. This is a joke. It's one big joke. Okay. It's a joke, man. You get to heaven and God's like yeah. just laughing yeah. that you took all this stuff seriously. <laughs> He's like, man, I can't believe you didn't, you know, I can't believe you didn't joke more. I just think this is maybe the agency they're kind of testing the water and now they're finding, well, if we ban gas stoves, that could make the American people uh, boil over. Much like the truth ministry. And uh, yeah, that's I not mean, real. They actually created yeah. one and then they backtracked. Mm-hmm. All right, the White House also said on Wednesday that President Biden isn't in favor of federal bans on gas stoves. He does say to keep them locked up, though. <laughs> in a statement, the CPSC chair, Alexander Hohen-Sark, 
said research indicates that emissions from gas stoves can be hazardous and the CPSC is looking for ways to reduce related indoor air quality hazards. But to be clear, I am not looking to ban gas stoves and the CPSC has no proceeding to do so. Still, there's a growing momentum to electrify buildings. So far, cities and states have taken the lead in trying to regulate gas stove usage. The Los Angeles City Council voted last May to ban some natural gas appliances from newly constructed homes. CBS News has reported that some 80 local governments have taken steps to dissuade gas stove usage in new homes, while some 20 states have passed laws that prohibit such bans. A a recently released study found roughly 13% of childhood asthma in the U.S. can be attributed to gas stove, which we debunked yesterday. You want to go listen to yesterday's episode, so... We at least debunked the seriousness of the, at least the claim that they had no conflicts of interest in that study. They had a clear conflict of interest. And they decided to exclude the one, they excluded one study that showed that there was no correlation whatsoever. You mean the one that studied 500,000 school children Mm -hmm. and childhood asthma and whether or not their homes had gas stoves? Yes. They excluded that one. That one. That study. The one that had 500,000 children and showed that gas stoves were not linked to childhood asthma. Yeah. They, they left that one out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. So here's the crazy, this is the frustrating part. Trust the system. Trust it. We're, this They're is looking out for you. I, I didn't have gas being gas lit about gas stoves on my 2023 bingo card, but that's how we're starting out which is kind of worth it, I guess. But here's how it goes. This agency has way too much power, to, and they can actually ban these things. They, D- they know, can. Didn't know they existed, by the way. They mention, hey, if you can't make this thing safe, then, we'll, then we can ban it. They say that. And then people who like that thing or who care about other people having the right to have that thing, they get mad and frustrated about the idea of that thing being banned. And we all speak out about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this public comment period. Of course, it's not on the official forums on their website, but the public is commenting about what they think. And then when the public comments, the people come back and say, you guys are crazy. Calm down. Calm. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You are nuts. We, we don't want to do that. We just said that if you don't change the way these things operate, we're going to do that crazy person plus a bunch of states and cities are already doing it but geez crazy it's not even on the table even though one of our guys said it was on the table (laughs) okay yeah let's go home that's pure pure gaslighting eventually things are going to get so crazy that enough people are going to wake up and everything's going to get better we have belief that the world can change and you can do your part by going to (laughs) joingml.com. that's where it starts folks Join GML.com and all the great stuff we're doing here at Good Morning Liberty. If you want to be a part of the people that are talking about the change. When you're like <laughs> later on, like grand granddad or grandma, how did the world change for the better? And you're like, well, grandchild, I went to joingml.com mm. and I put in as little as six bucks a month, but... I went further and became a real libertarian or gave my own separate donations. Yeah. That's how we change the world. 
join gml.com. Mm-hmm. Don't miss your opportunity. Mm. Yeah. Join gml.com. Go to godhatesfeds.com. You should make one like God hates stoves. <laughs> I don't know. Get more URLs. Uh, join gml.com is the first one. The second one is godhatesfeds.com. Pick you up some merch that also helps support the show. It helps support Liberty. And then Nate's Crash Course, if you want to learn about the market and help support Nate. Because that guy needs some new clothes or something. I do. Yeah, I need a new pack of shirts. <laughs> it's You got to get a new pack. So that's natescrashcourse.com. Natescrashcourse.com. If you all do all of that, and I mean all of it, share the show with a friend, family, member, foe. Leave us a rating and review. Then we'll be back again tomorrow for some dumb belief of the mother truck and week. Until then, I hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.